Now to the Dude Maker Skype line. Chris Ferrara is now connected with us, and we are ready to proceed with Wisdom Wednesday. Uh, wisdom, I hope. Mr. Ferrara, welcome to the Mike Church Show again here on a Wisdom Wednesday. How are you? Well, been under the weather, so we'll see how it goes. I just came back from Chile, 16-hour flight. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That explains that. That explains everything. He's got the Zika virus. Yeah, he caught a cold. That's for sure. (laughs) So, uh, what's up? Hey, well, well, let me ask you. uh, Did you scout out Chile as a place that we may be able to escape to when it all comes down? Nah, they've got a socialist president, and uh, yeah, it, it, the, the city of Santiago is quite cosmopolitan. It has everything you could possibly want, but it's got all the problems of a Latin American quasi-socialist regime. Um, you know, the only advantage is it's overwhelmingly Catholic. Well, that's what I was, uh, I was led to believe, that it was still a, a somewhat Catholic country. It is, in oh. comparison to the... Uh, Insanity we see in the once Christian Europe. <laughs> well, let's start with the subject that I'd asked you about the other day. Um, uh, there is, uh, there are several, several, and I think more are, are popping up every day of these of these groups that uh, form themselves are claiming to be groups of Catholics, and they're calling themselves Catholics for Hillary. Apparently, these people don't read, and if they do read, they ignore what it is that they've read. You know, the Democrat Party platform officially now actually calls for a repeal of the Hyde Amendment. It actually calls for uh, unregulated abortions all the way up to the day of birth. So how can a Catholic claim to be pro-life, Catholic, and pro-Hillary? Well, some of these people who consider themselves conservative Catholics, Orthodox Catholics, I call them neo-Catholics. It's a phenomenon that has emerged in the Church since the Second Vatican Council. Before the Second Vatican Council, they were simply Catholics and heretics. After the Council, we have all kinds of Catholicism. We have the neo-Catholics, we have the traditionalists, we have the radical traditionalists, we have the liberals, we have the moderate liberals, and so on. The Church is fragmented into the equivalent of political constituencies because of the reforms that were imposed upon the church after the council, a liberalized liturgy, humanism, dialogue. So these neo-Catholics are roughly equivalent to the neoconservative in the political realm. They're kind of conservative, but they're also kind of liberal. Well, that was bad enough. <laughs> but now it seems that the neo-Catholic commentariat, uh, and they know who they are, is mutating into something that's not even recognizably Catholic. They're actually coming out, some of these so-called conservatives, and saying not only can you not vote for Trump, not only can you vote for Hillary, but if you're in a swing state, you must vote for Hillary. Now, that, that is simply bizarre, and I think it represents a breakup of the neo-Catholic mentality. Again, it's a kind of a mutation. I don't know what these people are anymore, but they certainly don't stand for what the church has always stood for, in terms of the obligation to vote, if only to mitigate evil. Now, a good historical example of this are, are the elections in 1946 and 1948 in Italy. Okay. And Pius XII issued decrees with the full authority of his papacy, commanding people to go out and vote to prevent the Communist Party from winning. So they would be casting votes in order to do that for one of the many other parties in Italy, but the biggest of the opposition parties was the Christian Democrats. 
So the idea was, although the Christian Democrats weren't perfect, and their program certainly doesn't correspond to the integral Catholic teaching on the social kingship, they were far less of a problem for the Italian people than the Communist Party. So the duty to mitigate evil compelled people to go out and vote. And Pius XII said in these decrees, especially in the second one, that if they don't go out and vote through cowardice or indolence or whatever reason, if they sit out the election, they are guilty of mortal sin. This is what he said in his decrees. Go look them up. Pius XII, Italian elections, 1946-1948. You'll find both decrees. And, and what these people in the United States are doing, this neo-Catholic commentariat, is exactly what Pius XII condemned, but worse. They're telling us to vote for the greater evil. Now, let's make, let's make something clear. We're not choosing the lesser evil if you vote for Trump. Because you're not choosing any of the policies with which you might happen to disagree. But you are opting, under the principle of double effect, to stop Hillary Clinton from packing the Supreme Court with fanatical ideologue pro-abort fiends. And by doing that, your only intention is to save human lives. The unintended consequences... Certain of Trump's policies might you might find objectionable, but you're not intending to endorse those policies. What you're trying to do is mitigate evil, and since your intention is only to mitigate evil, not to support anything Trump might say that's contrary to Catholic teaching, then the principle of double effect would apply. Of course, someone would have to know what the principle of double effect is. principle of double effect is a moral principle where, whereby if one intends a good consequence and does not intend the bad consequence, then the unintended bad consequence does not give rise to moral culpability. Classic example is a woman has cancer of the uterus. She's going to die unless the tumor is removed. There's an intention to remove the tumor, and if there's a child in the womb, the unintended consequence of that surgery would be the death of the child. Now, the mother could exercise heroic virtue and forego the surgery, but what, let's assume it's clear that she'll never live long enough to bring the child to term. Right. So if the intention is only to remove a cancerous tumor and not to kill the child, it's an unintended consequence. So it would not constitute the sin of abortion. That's the principle of double effect. Where the intended consequence is good and the unintended consequence is unavoidable, even if it's an, an evil consequence. You're not choosing it. 